Thank you for joining us in The Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. At the soul of The Me Suite is the conviction that we should run our own personal lives with the same discipline that C-Suites use to run the companies we most admire. The C-Suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living the core values? Number two, is everything humming smoothly day to day? And number three, how do we stay fresh and relevant for the future? We should run our own individual lives no differently. What we value, how we make others feel, how we operate, how we make and spend money, how we stay fresh and relevant, all are decisions we should be making about our own lives. You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality to run our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. On this episode of The Me-Suite, we focus on the role in the C-suite called the Chief Communications Officer. And to that end, we have with us here today, Ed Patterson. Ed is currently the head of communications for Hill and Knowlton. And in that role, he has responsibility for internal and external communications, public affairs, public relations. And in addition to that role, you've basically spent your entire career as a public relations expert. Previous companies have included Madison Square Garden, Verative Corp, Cox Communications, ATT. And I personally believe that of all the C-suite positions, the chief communications officer is of heightened importance in today's social media environment. So I am thrilled to have Ed here. You are perhaps the most principled (laughs) human being that I know. Welcome, Ed Patterson. Thank you. I think you really, you touched on something there. I know we've, we've chatted a little bit before this, but, you know, if we were having this conversation 20 years or maybe even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. how I would talk about my role as a, a CCO, a chief communications officer, advising CEOs and, and other C-suites, um, it, would be, it would be completely different mm. than today, just because of the nature of how we communicate, how we get information, how two-way information has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is just, it has heightened our profession. Um, and we talk a lot about that in our industry associations and just with, with some of my colleagues that it's just, it's just it seems like every day it, it changes a little bit. But I also think it allows us to be more of a counselor to the CEO or the chairman of the board or uh, the head of an organization, more so than we were when I was you know, early in my career where we, we were important, but we weren't necessarily always that first strategic counsel yeah. that would get called into the room. Yeah. Today, when I see a CEO or a CIO, a CFO step out publicly, nine times out of 10, there has been a public relations expert advising them before they showed up. Is that accurate? You, you would hope. Okay, um, okay, you but, would hope. But That's in, the goal. That is the goal. And, and, and most organizations, if you see that, particularly if it's um, uh, a difficult or not, a, not, not necessarily a situation or a uh-huh. time that the CEO wants to step out, but of course that's, that's his or her job, uh-huh. um, you would hope that that would, would happen. Um, you know, it's interesting, we, in, 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 in my career and, and certainly now, um, you prepare for those things. You, know, you and I have chatted a little bit about this, about yeah. um, you see organizations that are going through some kind of challenge or an issue or a crisis. And generally, good organizations have that planned. Mm -hmm. How do you respond? And more and more so, um, the CCO and the communications team are the ones that are 
leading that. Now, we certainly with your legal counsel, certainly with, in some cases, your um, security or your or, or those types of people, depending on that. But yeah, most of the time, um, and 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 frankly, that's where we wanted to get as a profession is to be that person that that sits down and prepares them to handle that situation. Yeah, but not just when it happens but before it happens. So that's where I say we're more strategic counsel now. We're not called in, oh, it, it's happened, we need to write a statement, and we need to answer media calls, or we need to handle that. Now we, we talk about things well in advance and how we do handle those things and how we prepare for them and, and what we do in the case it happens. And so that's why I think that our profession has changed considerably. Um, you know, it's interesting, as you the way that you talked about that, my first internship and uh-huh. I, I won't age myself, but my first internship was was in the 80s. And I remember um, I was working for a, a, a public relations firm in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we had a client that something something happened at one of, I think it was one of their plants. And so there was me and another intern and some other, pe- other young people and staff. And, and it, it happened. And uh, the, the president of our company pulled us in. He used it as a learning, op- learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. This was 48 hours after it happened, and he was asking us, well, what should we do? This is just something, you don't have 48 hours. You don't have eight hours. <laughs> In yeah. some cases, you don't have eight minutes. So that's really changed the, the nature of our, um, I guess, our, our professional bit. But also, um, we like to think that it's, it's made us a bit more valuable to the, yeah. to the CEO. Well, you're marshalling the credibility, the reputation to be responsive if something negative happens, but also to be strategic and plant that credibility and brand for the longer term. So it's quite a strategic job today. It, it is a strategic job. And, 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 you know, and another thing that I think that we're doing more so than we used to do is when you're, when you're preparing for this thing, so the things that kind of fall into our, our bucket. Now, you mentioned public affairs, community relations, mm-hmm. um, um, all of those kind of things you engage, engaging. So a lot of those things are, are things that are right and you need to do it and those are your customers and you need to um, do that. But it also it also is important because if and when something negative does happen, I like to call that as just kind of your, you know, that's your support in your back pocket that somebody says, this isn't how they operate. Something happened. They took the, you know, they took, uh, um, uh, they, 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 they took the blame for it and they're correcting it. But as a, as a company, we've seen them or as an organization as a really, as a pillar of our community. So a lot of the things we do up front that are part of a CCO's role mm-hmm. um, is also part of that strategic council that I, it's interesting, CEOs used to just think it was nice to have. It was nice to have a community relations program. It was nice to, it was nice to be engaged in, in, in organizations or, in, or important groups in your community and they would come and they would do their thing. Now it's, 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 it's corporate strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely can see this playing out. I, <laughs> and I think, I think even in our own personal lives, how we might have texted something or emailed something or posted on Facebook and it got misinterpreted mm-hmm. a way that we had not intended, but that doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Because the recipient interprets it in the way they want to. It might be counter to what you intended. You have damage control mm-hmm. to do. If in the me suite, we all had this mindset of a chief communications officer or a public relations mindset, mm-hmm. I think we could be doing a much more deliberate job about the way we are managing, the way we are showing up, whether it's professionally or in our social media, et cetera. And I, and I think you, you, when, you, when you think about those, I guess, those, those roles in the C-suite that yeah. should be part of our own personal life, um, you know, the, the the social media and the way that we communicate has certainly has certainly changed that. But I would I would recommend that 
as well for anyone that uh-huh. is taking a step back and saying, okay, how can I, how can I better um, present my brand? Yeah. Um, we're not perfect. You, something's going to upset you just like it has me or you, and you may text something, you may say something, you may put something on social media, and, and, and that's, that's okay. That's just real life. But, but what, is your, what is your brand most known for? just like a company, and they would go, oh, you know, Ed said, he texted me something kind of crazy that didn't make any sense, and I, he and I got in a texting little war, but you know what? He's a really good person. I, I, I participated on that board with Ed, or, uh-huh. you know, Ed, Ed, and, Ed and his family are really active in the community, um, and, um, you know, and he's, he's, he's a genuine guy. So the same principles and the same kind of strategic approach we'd take to a company, I think is important, and it doesn't mean you're not going to be perfect, but, but think about how you're communicating your brand um, from the early on. And when you do have a goof up or you do say something, you're like, God, I wish I had said that. People are like, you know, if, if, if you today said something and I was looking at you and I would go, Donna, that is completely, but I, but I know Donna, I know, I, you know, I know mm-hmm. kind of what's in your heart and I know I kind of what your brand is and what it has been for the last decade that I've known you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that really is that kind of what I did, de- what I deem is that kind of your back pocket of your of your goodwill. And, and I think that's a, a, sim, a similar approach you can take to a company as you can take to your own self. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and let's start with that foundation of okay. what are your Ed's core values. Mm-hmm. And then let's go into the conversation about if we're really trying to have a me-sweet mindset, what could we start doing differently, think differently on Monday around this chief communications officer discipline. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. and, it, and, and it's, it's a good conversation because I think one of the things when I was talking about, you know, your a com- company that I've counseled or, or, yeah. or that we do, that those are not one-off things. Those, all, all of those things that you do, all those things that you communicate, yeah. all those ways that you're engaging with your audience and your community are, are, should all roll up to kind of what you are and who you want to be. Um, you know, I've, I've worked enough to know that sometimes I've been places and core values are on a piece of paper or on, they're on a poster on a wall somewhere. Um, and some people think that is what your core values is, but that's not. Um, mm-hmm. And I always say your values have to be more than a poster in a call center. So for me, I think, again, if we were having this conversation 20 years ago, they, they, they've, they've changed for me as okay. I've, as, in my career. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I would say the first, my first core value now, and, I, and I'll, I don't mind ranking them a little bit, mm-hmm. at least the first one is integrity. Okay. Um, and, and that sounds nice, and I probably would have said that 20 years ago, maybe not knowing exactly what that really <laughs> meant. But I think integrity and in what you do and what you say and how you treat people is first and foremost, um, kind of how I look at anything and everything I do. Um, I, accountability is okay. something um, that I think is kind of a, a core value for me. And, and again, as I managed people and as I managed projects and, 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 and work, um, and also managed up to the CEO, I think accountability is something that um, uh, is, is critical both for you personally, but I also think, in, in, as people are looking at their career, I think that's that, that can really stand you out. That that you can stand out if you if that's one of your values. Um, I think empathy. Okay. Um, I say that, and I think that is a core value of mine that has changed a little bit as I've had more of that direct to the CEO or chairman of the board council. And generally, it, it it's because not that the CEOs that I've counseled have not had empathy or they weren't sympathetic or things like that, but they're, 
you know, they're, they have so many bosses, they have shareholders, they have boards of directors and things like that, and they're driving a business. And sometimes I think they need somebody to take a step back. So if you're, you're talking about something, on a program for employees or something like that, and they're just like, oh, we need to focus on this or not. I think that's, that's something that I can always help. I've helped remind CEOs, but for me, uh-huh. It is because I, you know, the old saying, you don't know what, what, what somebody's going through. So I think if you can, you can put the empathy a little bit when you're, when you're doing that, that's one. And then I, I think lastly, and just because of things that I've done outside of work, I think just like a sense of equality, but I think that's just something that's important to me. So for example, um, if I didn't think that equality among the workforce and opportunities, equal opportunities for people in a workforce was something that an organization really stood by and did, it wouldn't be a place that I'd want to be. Right. And I've made decisions in my life professionally where I saw that early on and I said, this isn't a place that I, I'm going to, mm-hmm. to do well because I didn't feel like that that people were treated equally uh, across the board. So yeah. those are those are probably the, the, the fourth kind of what I would use kind of core values to me that yeah. kind of dictate a lot of what I do work-wise, but also personally. What about that discipline and that mindset that you've been applying throughout your entire career should we be bringing more deliberately into the way we run our own lives? If you want to get a sense of how people like you to communicate with them, what they like to know about you, what, what about your brand is really kind of um, special, mm-hmm. go back and do a little bit of analytics on your Facebook or your Twitter and see which ones people either liked or they commented on. And that's how I do like communications in a in my in, in my professional life. Yeah. Like like I'm going to create some content and you know I've I've told CEOs before you wanted to do that long email and post it on the website and let me give you the data nobody cares but yeah. we did a 2 minute video and people loved it. So but what I would say was, and I'll use an example. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be I can be pretty opinionated about those issues we 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 talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. If it's equality issues, or if it's particularly animal rights issues, and I can go back and look at maybe something I did on Facebook and add two likes and one share. But I posted a picture, a brand new picture of my husband and I, our three dogs around the holidays, mm-hmm. and you know, people are liking it and sharing it like crazy, and they're just saying it's so, you know, it's so good to see this happy family because uh-huh. we've 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 recently moved, and I just said that tells me what people really. That's good. My my they love it when my brand is me and my family and my dogs and and sharing what's going on in our in our in our in our lives. So do something like that. Don't do an audit, but see what people like that you share. Uh-huh. Um, it's the same principle that we will take. I also think that you just need to be just a little more conscious of how you how you present yourself, not just in social media, because. Mm-hmm. As if you if you take those communication principles to your own personal life, mm-hmm. you are you take a little bit more care with your words. Mm-hmm. I would say, particularly when you email someone, when you text somebody, those kind of things that last forever. Reread it. Uh, you hear this said all the time. I, I hear this particularly when it comes to athletes. It says, you know, athletes that have two million followers, reread your tweet before you hit post. I'm not saying that you need to do that, but just. Make sure that when you're communicating verbally or written, you know, you, you, you think about your audience and you think about again before you send something or again before you say something because it's your brand. But just kind of take that approach. And if you need to be goofy and you need to tell somebody you're sorry or if you need to think twice before you do that, um, 
that would be some of my, that's something that I try to do. And you know me, I'm certainly not perfect about that. But I, the example I used earlier, I thought, you know what, I'm going to share more about me and my husband and my family because that's, that's, that, that I'm proud of that part of my brand. And that's what a lot of people that are special to me want to see and hear about me. Yeah. So I, I just think that, that wherever you are in your career, understand that all of, all of everything that you do is kind of, is reflecting on your brand, um, and now more so than ever because there's so many different ways. But yeah. uh, I don't know if I've, I've I've come back around to that. But I do. But I do think that I I learned some things across uh, throughout my career. I didn't know that yeah. I was building a brand. Right. I just did what I thought was the best to do. Yeah. I treated people the way that I thought I should treat them. Um, I handled difficult situations the way I was supposed to handle it, and I I was building a brand. Mm-hmm. I wasn't conscious of it. Nowadays, I think you should be conscious of that yeah. um, and know that you're know that you're doing that. Nobody expects you to be have a perfect brand, but they expect you to know that you're building it with all of your words and all of your actions. Yeah, I love this. It is it's actionable Monday. What we could do Monday if we're trying to adopt more of a me sweet mindset is think more deliberately about the core values mm-hmm. and think more deliberately about the brand of how we as an individual want to show up in the world. Right. So I want to read some results of some research in the communication space that I found. This is from the International Neurolinguistic Programming Institute. (laughs) So, Not one that we usually quote, but I can't wait for this. Let's run with it. (laughs) All right. What this research found was effective communicators win on multiple dimensions. And let me give you some examples of what winning is defined as. The first one is they have better marriages. Okay. The second one is they make more money. Again, this is effective communicators. Mm-hmm. The third one is they have higher self-esteem than those deemed non-effective communicators. The fourth one is they build successful family units. So this one must be beyond just you mm-hmm. and the spouse or partner. It's broader family. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is they are more successful in job interviews. Probably no surprise there. <laughs> That was a no-duh moment, I'm afraid. Um, It is one of the top three traits of successful entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I have seen uh, Richard Branson speak on this topic, Mm -hmm. uh, the the criticality of communication for entrepreneurs. And the last one, which you will find uh, interesting, is people who are effective communicators have a higher degree of criticism of the media. If I was going to look at any of those things that you showed me from that study, because I, I think it relates uh, to the me that one has suite, meaning. and it relates back to the me suite. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I honestly believe that that you're not, you can't be good professionally or personally or professionally, you know, if if at home you don't have that dialogue and that communication. And you know, heck, I'm even conscious. You probably know this when I text my my husband, like, gosh, I hope this comes doesn't come across snappy. And he's quick to he's quick to say what's wrong. That's not how we communicate. Oh, so nice. it, it does that. But I uh-huh. but I do think that and I and I think it goes back to what we said. Uh-huh. You're kind of conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And you're just consistency and consistent. and consistency in your communication. But uh I'm I th- I'm I'm more proud of probably that data figure than any of the ones nice. on there that it's your, they have stronger family units. I really loved finding this research at this moment. Mm-hmm. It was really helping to validate the C-suite, me-suite intersection and how we really do have so much to learn from the companies we most admire who are really doing amazing things. I just believe we got it backwards. We should be doing it at life, which applies to work, 
<laughs> no, you're 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 right, and yeah. and again, I, as I've said a couple of times in this, I think if you and I had this conversation twenty years ago, yeah. I would not be as conscious of the personal CEO that I want to be of my life, yeah. the way that I was twenty years ago, and now now I am because now I have, you know, I have. You know, I, I have a, a roadmap what I want to do and what I want my family to do and what we where we want to be and all those kind of things. And right, a big piece of that is that we are that we are our own CEOs. We're our co CEOs of the family. Yeah. Um. Thank goodness he's the CFO of the family. Yes. But I like to be the CCO of the family because I think that 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 can help keep it. Just it kind of keeps it. It it kind of keeps it working. Yeah. Working work, working really really well. I don't want to be the CFO of my family. I, I'm yeah. I'm content with being the CCO. <laughs> you stay as far away from that spreadsheet as you can get. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else about the me sweet mindset? that came to your mind is important? I didn't ask about it, but you want to share it with <laughs> listeners? Start thinking about if you want to sit on a board or do some volunteer work um, that will help you, you know, be 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 your own CEO. You, you don't have to just be a CEO if you have spouses at home or, or, or pets or animals or, you know, Whatever. five kids. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things as I'm thinking through this is I, I, I thought our conversation's really been around how having a C-suite mindset has really, I think, helped me personally mm-hmm. with my spouse and my family and all those things are important to me um, uh, out, outside of work. But I think it it doesn't, it, it, it everyone should take a step back. Mm-hmm. And if you can, as career-driven as we are here, mm-hmm. put that aside Mm-hmm. Think about what's important to you personally. Mm-hmm. Try to think about where you want to go, whether you're 30 or 50 or even 70. Mm-hmm. Think about where you want to go in your life. I, I've done that. I know where what where we want to go. And and think about how you need to manage your life a little bit better. And mm-hmm. I, I hate the word manage, but I think it is important. I think we, you know, we need to manage kind of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then from a communication standpoint, I would just say, you know. Just be conscious of what you're saying and what you're doing and all those good kind of things. But I, I like the what you're doing because I don't think I ever have really stepped back to do this the way that you're talking to people mm-hmm. to do it. And if you think about it, if if you haven't had a chance, and I've, I've been, I've had a, I've had a great opportunity to work with some really good CEOs in yeah. my in my past, and I think about what what they're charged with at their organization. Um, and and they're charged with driving strategy and profitability. And if they're a public company of responding to the board and investors and all those kind of things. And but what I've learned mostly is they're really responsible about how they they lead and they bring people along with them. Um, and they're also responsible for making sure that they have the right people around them. So think about that in mm. your own life. Like, you know, you you know, some people I think are born leaders better mm. than others, but think about what CEOs are responsible for and put that in Embody yourself. Embody it. Embody it. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you need somebody that is is a, mm. is good at the CFO role, then make sure you have somebody in your life that knows how to work a spreadsheet. And if you're mm. you're more comfortable with the spreadsheet and you don't you know, have somebody in your life that you that you think is 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 good at, at communications or 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 community kind of things, and surround yourself with those people because the best CEOs will tell you they don't know everything. They make sure they have the right people in place to help them kind of lead and 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 take that approach. I think and 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 don't lose sight of what CEOs are responsible for. And don't think you have to do it all alone because the best CEOs don't do it all alone. Nice. And you don't have to do it all alone, um, but you do have to commit yourself to, you know, to, 
to be to being in charge, being in charge of yourself and right. finding those things. And so that that's what I would I would tell people, I think if you think about this, because this is a big lift for some people, mm-hmm, what you're asking mm-hmm. them to do, is think about those. Find CEOs that you respect, read about them and read about how they run their organization and think, how can I how can I take what Tim Cook does at Apple when yeah. you read about him, you know, and and innovation and creativity and those but just think about what CEOs do and think about what you need to do to have that mindset. Yeah, I love it. You've said this in some really interesting ways. I appreciate your perspective. So, Ed, Mm -hmm. I have had some amazing people come into my life and you are one of them. (laughs) So, has anybody, you're welcome. Has anybody, has anybody told you yet that I, that, Mm-hmm. When somebody when somebody asked me about about Donna Peters, mm-hmm. what is that? What is one thing that that is just one of mm-hmm. your traits that I am kind of envious of? But okay. I think that it it kind of makes you you, and it's probably why you're doing this mm-hmm. right now. Is you're the, you're the most curious person I have ever met. Okay, so you're the most principled okay. I've ever met. So I'm your most curious. right. Well, okay. but that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> but I but I but I think that that is important. Mm-hmm. And when I think of curious, and I've, I've talked to you about other CIs worked with, mm-hmm. they're either lifelong learners mm-hmm. or they just, they have a thirst for some kind of new knowledge that they have. So for you to be working with people on taking that kind of C-suite mm-hmm. into their life, I think is really appropriate here because your curiosity just about life mm. um, and is is, I just think, so important and there's and and I just think that you're if you could if you could just have other people be half as curious as you are they would have an amazing life lots of fun always learning and I think that I think again to what you're doing that's what good CEOs do thank you ed you're welcome thank you for joining us in the me suite i'm donna peters have we got you thinking about your core values and what you're needing in your own me suite Subscribe to the podcast, share your core values with us, and visit me on Facebook or at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Sweet like executive suite. Themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.